Welcome to Just Thinking with hosts Dara Harrison and Virgil Walker, bringing you week-to-week cultural apologetics as well as social issues from a biblical worldview. This is Just Thinking. Let's think. We're back. It's another edition of the Just Thinking Podcast. I am Virgil Walker. And I'm Daryl Harrison. What do you know, Omaha? What's going on out in your part of the world? Man, it's, it's gorgeous out, man. It was a beautiful day out today, like I do on, on, on days like today. Man, I come in right after doing some street evangelism. It's been a, a gorgeous day, man. I'm jumping in the mix, ready to chop it up with you and see what's popping, man. That's, I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah, we've been having some great weather out here in the ATL as well, man. Uh, matter of fact, we could probably use some rain. Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, I'm not complaining. Uh, God's been giving us some great weather here. Temperatures are finally seem to be stabilizing out here. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a few weeks there where it would get warm and then get chilly. But now it's been low to mid 80s past several days. So, uh, hey, summer's right on the horizon, man. It's it is. Summer in a, what, several weeks, about a few, four or five weeks. Yeah, it is. It is, man. And speak, speaking of heat, you still lighten things up, man, in, in the Twitter sphere, <laughs> man. <laughs> You still man. lighten it up, man. I mean, even even the last episode, man. I'm still like, wow. I I I have I've made the decision, bro. I'm I'm going to go ahead and acquiesce to your lead, and I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna get up to speed on the Twitter sphere, man. Man, you know what? That's good to know, Verge, because I need some help out there, bro. <laughs> you do, bro. You do, man. It's it's some it's a lot going on, man, with these episodes and what we're kicking out content wise, what you're sharing. With people, man, some of the ideas, some of the things that you write, man, I, I, I'm a fan, man. Not only, not only am I bro- your brother and wingman, I'm, I'm a fan of some of the stuff you're, you're putting out. It's incredibly well thought out, man. It's, it's really sound. It's biblically, you know, sound, and the theology is robust, and people are really enjoying it, man. So I, I definitely, I'm gonna be out there enjoying you, man. I think, I think I'm gonna do that. Well, I really appreciate your encouragement, man. It really means a lot, and I say that in all sincerity, not just because you're my, my wingman on the Just Thinking podcast. Uh, but you know, out there on Twitter, it's just, it's amazing, man, how you know, some of the things you just said, you know, you try to be biblical, you you try to be objective as defined by the word of God. Mm-hmm. And yet the, the firestorm mm-hmm. that the truth creates because the truth goes against, as you've seen, if you scroll down my Twitter timeline, any day, mm-hmm. you can pick a day. Right. Scroll down my Twitter timeline, right, verse. Just pick a mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. And the heat, the vitriol is unbelievable. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's unbelievable. And all I'm doing is trying to fit within what, 240 characters or whatever the number is. That, is. Is, that what, is that what they give us now? That's what they give us now, man. Okay. All I'm trying to do is fit within that character limit. Mm-hmm. What Thus saith the Lord. Right, you do some damage with that, bro. I'm gonna you know. just put it out there, man. You 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 light you light it up. I I love it. It's sound. Uh, it's it's what one of the things I love. And and again, our listeners are 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 definitely commenting. We appreciate your feedback. Appreciate hearing back from you. But the thing that I keep hearing time and time again, uh, whether it's a podcast that they've listened to, uh, where, where you and I have chopped things up, or or something that you've done uh, expositionally with 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 scripture and and kind of an in depth overview of something, is that you're you're putting to words everything that folks are feeling and thinking. 
and uh, and and it's resonating. And so we're we're seeing the uh, the results of that. We're seeing the feedback from that. We're seeing folks uh, picking up the podcast, sharing it with others, uh, and it's it's an absolute joy, man. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Well, I'm having a ball too. And uh, listen, I, I nothing gives me greater joy than opening up the Word of God and sharing it with others and helping Amen. others, perhaps. Uh, and I say this in all humility, as God allows us these opportunities to help others understand not only what the Word of God says, but what it means by what it says. That's good. And, and, and hopefully this podcast is being used as a tool for others to help them, you know, deepen their own understanding of God's Word and how it applies contemporarily to our lives today. Um, because it does. There's no issue, no question that we're going to face or address in this life that's not dealt with in the word of God. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just amazing to see the, the reaction of folks on social media, most of whom would probably profess to be Christian mm-hmm. who may disagree with me or you, but it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop with the disagreement. Mm-mm. They have to try and drag you kicking and screaming over to their point of view. Right. And that's where it gets really ugly. So sometimes, man, I know, and Virg, you probably, you probably are in the same boat. There's something you're convicted to say mm-hmm. on social media. And you know, before mm-hmm. you type the first character mm-hmm. of that statement, you know what's going to happen when you click sin. You Absolutely. Know Absolutely. When you click tweet or when you click the word post, when you click right. that, right. you know what's happening five seconds after that goes out. Absolutely. And sometimes, man, I hate to admit this because it's going to steal all my thunder, <laughs> all my satisfaction when I do this. Right. But there's times on Twitter, and I, I keep referencing Twitter because I'm much more active yeah. on Twitter than I am yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. But I, I'll, I'll throw something out there on Twitter in all seriousness. And I just sit back and wait. Mm-hmm. I just sit back and wait. And I just kind of snicker I, I, because I know it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, you know, you probably grew up with siblings and, uh, you know, one of your siblings mm-hmm. did something wrong. Mm-hmm. And one of your parents comes in, they, they just suspect or they have evidence that, that one of you guys have been disobedient. Right. Uh, and whatever you've done. And uh, but the, the the first one to deny it usually is the one who's guilty. Right. 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 And that's kind of how I am, man, on Twitter. I kind of go like I'll throw something out there. I'll say something. And then, I, you know, people start replying and responding to them. I'm like, what? What? What do I do? What What I say? I, I, I didn't do it. I didn't do anything. All I, did quote, I just quote a scripture. What's going on? Right. Right. You know, but uh, but yeah, man, I'm glad to hear you say, man, you yeah. spend a lot more time on Twitter, man. I could use yeah, 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 no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, man. I, I I'm watching what you're doing, kind of following it up, and 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 seeing how kind of those interactions go. I just have had a difficult time, kind of when 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 interactions kind of go back and forth, you know, and, and the new tweets, and it's hard to follow it at times. And so I'm getting I'm getting up to speed, man. Getting my A game together. I'm getting ready to jump over on that on that platform and, and join you and, uh, and starting to interact with people. And, and the, the last, the last podcast, man, episode 26, where we talked about, man, artificial 
diversity and mm-hmm. and the, and the call for for a multi-ethnic church based mm-hmm. upon based upon the the, the demographics of mm-hmm. the of the city that or the or the area that a particular church is in and how that's a fraudulent way it's an unbiblical approach uh, mm-hmm. to seeing diversity happen, man, that, that stirred up a lot of, that mm-hmm. stirred up a lot of chatter, man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was, it was great to watch. Uh, you called it with the, when we, uh, when we teed that up, I think there was another topic that in fact you had kind of teed up and we kind of looked yeah. at some things and you kind of flipped it and went this direction. And it was funny right after we did and posted that I saw a number of different people in different spaces and places talking about the same issue. And it was great to be able to refer them back to right. uh, the, the episode that we had just done on that very subject. In fact, there's, there's a couple of our uh, friends of ours who are in the same kind of space as well, who had done topics very similar. Uh, so it definitely was, was, was on the minds and in, in the minds of individuals. And they got a chance to hear the beauty of that one was it wasn't, we didn't share our opinion about that, you know, uh, right. You you went you went to the word of God. We unpacked it and talked through it and, and uh, it was a great episode. If you missed it, haven't got a chance to hear it, want to encourage you to go back and take a listen to that one. Yeah, you know, another episode of ours is still on fire too, is the one that we did on the Beyonce mass. Mm-hmm. Uh that's episode twenty-five. Uh so if you guys haven't had a chance to check that out, go out and listen to that as well. It's about a San Francisco, a, an Episcopal church out of San Francisco that on April 25th, I believe the date was, had a, a mass in honor of Beyonce. So mm-hmm. go check that out as well. You know, and, and Virgins, I listened to you there, you know, and I don't say this with any sense of pride or anything like that at all, but on this podcast, we're not scared. Right. Okay. We're not scared. I mean, Athanasius was not the only one who was contramundum. <laughs> okay. Just thinking contramundum. Okay, because, mm-hmm. you know, we and and it's really sad to say and we're going to get into this tonight. Again, I say tonight because we record these episodes on Monday nights, mm-hmm. but uh, it's, it's, it's really sad that individuality is within some segments of the American population. And I'm, I'm going to get more specific about that later. Mm-hmm. Individuality is taboo. Yes, it is. It's taboo. So on that note, let's roll. Let's do it, man. I, I, I'm excited about tonight's conversation and topic because it's something that we kind of teed up last time. But the, even as we talked about it and kind of put it on on pause for just a second while we dealt with some other issues uh, within the church, I think it's worth revisiting because it speaks to a larger issue uh, on, on w- with regard to uh, it, it, I, I don't even want to say politics because it's really about more about worldview. Yeah. Um, the worldview of the left, uh, it, it, it has a particular uh, thought process behind it. There's some particular dynamics that run uh, its, its ideology. We've talked about kind of uh, cultural Marxism. We've talked about the, the impact of critical race theory. We talked about a number of different uh, of different worldviews that, that, that impact kind of left leaning ideological thought. This is not this isn't about politics per se, though it is used in the arena of politics. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is about a particular worldview uh, mm-hmm. that that is that, that is that is 
more the norm, unfortunately, more more the uh, taking over a larger segment uh, of of I would say African American population, uh, po- the population at large. Uh, but but it's having a direct impact, man, on on how we think, what we we're, we're allowed to think, uh, and the like. And so you you had teed this up a while back. We wanted to talk about it. I talked a little bit about uh, Kanye and some of the things that he was saying, uh, the impact it was having. But but I know you've got a particular slant that you want to kind of take with regard to this issue. What what are your thoughts? Yeah. So so the slant that we try to take every week when we do these episodes is to take a topic. It could be, uh, you know, a cultural topic or it could be a uh, a news item, and we try to frame that issue in, in our conversation in uh, in the context of the gospel. That's what we try to do here every week. Mm-hmm. So this is no different with respect to what we're going to talk about tonight. So uh, what we're looking at tonight is I was just reflecting on uh, what happened a few weeks ago. Okay. April 21st to be exact. April 21st, music mogul and entrepreneur, the venerable Kanye West nearly crashed the internet, broke it with a seven word tweet. Now it was only seven words. He almost blew up the internet (laughs) with a seven word tweet. And here's the tweet. And I quote, this was April 21st, 2018 quote. I love the way Candace Owens thinks unquote. Seven words. I love the way Candace Owens thinks now. An interesting side note, Verge. I'm going to drop this on you. This is for free. Okay. I'm not going to charge you for this one. Good, man. Because my, my funds are low. <laughs> An interesting <laughs> side note here is that when Kanye sent that tweet, I saw the tweet through somebody else's timeline on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So I had to investigate it because when I saw it, I was a little, you know, say, hey, wait a minute. Did he really say that? So I, so I went to his Twitter page. I went to Kanye's Twitter page that day, that moment to see if the tweet was authentic. Now this was April 21st on the day I went to his page, the day he sent that tweet, Kanye had 29.8 million Twitter followers mm-hmm. in the days following that tweet. He's down to 28.2 million. Wow. So, He's lost over a million and a half followers in the, in the few days between now, which is May 7th and back when he sent that tweet originally on April 21st. Mm-hmm. Now seven word tweet. I love the way Candace Owens thinks now because of that, because that brief seven word tweet nearly brought down the internet. The question must be asked and answered. Well, who is Candace Owens? Okay. Now, so according to Candace Owens' own Twitter profile, Candace Owens, who is a black female social, fiscal, political conservative, okay, she's an ideological conservative. Candace Owens is communications director for an organization called Turning Point USA. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, natural question. In answering that question, the question is, uh, that question begets another question, which is, who or what is Turning Point USA? Well, according to, to the uh, Turning Point USA 
website, that organization is a 501c3 nonprofit founded on June 5th, 2012 by a gentleman by the name of Charlie Kirk, K-R-R-K. Again, continuing from information I got directly from their website, that organization, Turning Point USA, their mission is to identify, educate, train, and organize students to promote the principles of freedom, free markets, and limited government. Mm. Okay, so there's the connection between Kanye West, Candace Owens, and the organization Turning Point USA. Mm-hmm. All right, now that's all background, but in the law, in the in the broader landscape of what we're here to talk about in this episode, none of that information is neither here nor there. Okay, that's just kind of setting the stage for why we're dealing with this topic uh, 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 right now. Now, though that Kanye West tweet again, I'm calling it tweet again <laughs> because that, that seven word tweet, bro. I mean, it started a war, right? Okay. So I'm calling it Tweet Again for sure. That's my nickname for that. Nice. So that Kanye Tweet Again is essentially why we're broadening, uh, so we're sort of broaching the subject tonight. Right. That in the, in the broader scheme of things, that's not nearly. That's really not why we're here. That's not what we're here to talk about. Uh. So so let's go into what we are here to talk about now. Stay stay with me here, Verge. I'm with you, brother. Are you with me, man? Now you're no doubt familiar with the German philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche. Mm-hmm. Nietzsche is most familiar to us in the West for saying the following statement, God is dead. Right. Here in the West, that's pretty much what we know Nietzsche for. Mm-hmm. Now, Nietzsche did say that. Nietzsche did say that. Now, I'm going to kick this. I'm going I'm to connect all this back to Kanye. Okay, I'm I'm the, waiting for you. I'm right here with time, you. Bro. By the time we're done, okay. Nietzsche did say that he did say God is dead. Mm-hmm. But that statement was merely part of a larger statement that he made, a statement which most people probably have never heard in their entire in its entirety. So they've never heard the larger statement that Nietzsche made, from which a part of that statement is God is dead. Mm-hmm. Now here's the statement by Nietzsche in its entirety is from his book called the gay science. Now I need to sort of pause right here and say that Nietzsche's book title, the gay science has nothing to do with behaviorism. Okay. Or, uh, homosexuality. When this book was written, which was in 1822, the word gay had a totally different context. Right. Totally different meaning. It meant joyful. Right. It meant happy. Nietzsche titled the book, The Gay Science, with regard to the attitude one must have when writing poetry or writing poems, that you must have a joyful spirit about it, that there was a, there was a science to it, but you need to have a, a, a joyful and happy attitude as you go about it. So that's why he titled the book, the gay science. But in 1822 in the gay science, here's the entire statement from which the statement God is dead comes. From. Nietzsche said this, he said, God is dead. 
God remains dead and we have killed him. How shall we comfort ourselves, the murderers of all murderers? What was holiest and mightiest of all that the world has yet owned has bled to death under our knives. Who will wipe this blood off us? What water is there for us to cleanse ourselves? What festivals of atonement, what sacred games shall we have to invent? Is not the greatness of this deed too great for us? Must we ourselves not become gods simply to appear worthy of it? So Nietzsche was really being somewhat facetious to make a point. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to give some context to that phrase, God is dead, which most people attribute Nietzsche as saying that and only that. But no, that was only a small part of a larger statement that he made from his book, The Gay Science. So if you want to do some more research on that, go out there and research Nietzsche's book, The Gay Science. Now, I mentioned that quote, not to talk about Nietzsche per se, but to point out that the phrase God is dead is not the only thing Nietzsche ever said. So some people may argue with me on that. They, some people argue that that's the only thing Nietzsche ever said that's worth noting. Mm -hmm. But one of Nietzsche's lesser known statements is quite relevant to what we're discussing in this episode of the Just Thinking Podcast. Listen to what Nietzsche said. He said this, he says the individual has always had to struggle to keep from being overwhelmed by the tribe. If you try it, you will be lonely often and sometimes frightened, but no price is too high to pay for the privilege of owning yourself. Hmm. I'm going to repeat that. The individual Nietzsche said has always had to struggle to keep from being overwhelmed by the tribe. If you try it, you will be lonely often and sometimes frightened, but no price is too high to pay for the privilege of owning yourself. You see, and that's what's happened with Kanye. Mm -hmm. Kanye, is Kanye is being overwhelmed by the tribe. Mm -hmm. You see, he's being overwhelmed by the tribe. But Kanye understands that no price is too high for, to pay for the privilege of owning yourself. Okay, so you have these these two sides of, 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 of these two forces going against each other. You've got Conway trying to own himself, but then you've got the tribe trying to own him mm -hmm. at the same time. Mm -hmm. So you probably recall Verge uh, back in the day, there was a phrase that would come on I me. Mean, we saw these television commercials all the time. I remember them coming on primarily on Saturdays mm -hmm. uh, when, when uh, children's program was on television uh, the phrase went like this. It went, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Remember yep. that verse? I sure do. That was, uh, that was the tagline for the United Negro College Fund. Right. Uh, they would say that, man, and didn't it stick with you, Verge? Didn't it that did. phrase stick with you? It did. I just wanted them to pay for this Negro's college fund. That's all, <laughs> I, <laughs> that's all, that's all I wanted them to do, man. Just send me some money. You know what I mean? A mind is a terrible thing to waste. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking about that in light of uh, what we're talking about tonight regarding uh, the, the, the tw tweet again with Kanye mm -hmm. and the blowback that he's still experiencing uh, almost three weeks after he sent that original tweet. So I'm thinking about this and I'm looking at Genesis 1, 26 and 27. Genesis mm -hmm. chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. Come on. 
A mind is a terrible thing to waste. Mm-hmm. Genesis 126, uh, one, chapter 1, verses 26 and 27, reading from the NESB. The, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Verse 27, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Now, I haven't read that text. A logical question to ask is this. What does it mean that we are created in the image of God? Mm. What does it mean that we're created in the image of God? And a follow-up question might be, well, what in the world does that have to do with Kanye West? Right. Well, let's delve into that a little bit. Listen let's to what do my, it. One of my favorite commentaries is uh, Matthew Henry's commentary on the entire Bible. So you, Matthew Henry you, says this. Go ahead, Virg. You got something? No, I was going to say, I didn't, know, I didn't know you were a Matthew Henry guy. Oh, yeah, man. I'm a huge, gotcha. huge Matthew Henry fan, man. He, his, his is the first commentary I go to. Nice. Uh, no, no disrespect to the others out there. You got some right. brilliant commentators out right. there. Right. But Matthew Henry's is my go-to guy. Uh, Henry says this on uh, Genesis 1, verses 26 and 27. Uh, in answering this question, what does it mean that we are created in the image of God? Henry says this, that human beings were made in God's image and his likeness, two words that express the same thing and make each other the more expressive. Image and likeness denote the most alike image. Mm. Okay. Image and likeness denote the most alike image, but it is the great soul of human beings that especially bears God's image. The soul of human beings, considered in its three noble faculties, understanding, will, and active power, is perhaps the brightest, clearest mirror in nature in which we can see God, unquote. Mm-hmm. So again, in answering the question, what does it mean that we are created in the image of God? Matthew Henry says that it is the great soul of human beings that especially bears God's image, the soul being considered in its three noble faculties, okay? So Henry says there are primarily three, what he calls noble faculties, that comprise the image of God uh, as human beings, understanding, will, and active power. Now, Henry's exposition on what it means that you and I are created in the image of God aligns perfectly with what Jesus himself said in Matthew 22, verse 37. Mm -hmm. Matthew 22, 37. Jesus says this, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Now, how many times have we read that verse first, right? You've probably read that verse thousands of times Mm -hmm. over Mm -hmm. your life, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, But consider this, consider how each of those faculties is prefaced in that text. In Matthew 22, 37, that text prefaces each of the, what what Matthew Henry calls faculties. That text uh, prefaces each of those three faculties with the pronoun your, the -hmm. personal pronoun your, which denotes that each of us is individually responsible to obey that command. So note that the pronouns Jesus uses are singular pronouns, not plural. They're singular. He says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. Yes. All your soul. 
and with all your mind. Okay. So God in creating us to bear his image individually did so in such a way that we also bear his image uniquely. Yes. That's where the pronoun your is significant. Mm -hmm. You're individual, but you're also unique in your individuality. Yes. Listen to what John Frame said. John Frame and his systematic theology, which I highly recommend. If you don't have John Frame's systematic theology, go get it. You should have you should yeah, have several I, systematic theologies, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I do. I've got I've got frames, but I, I his is broken up. It's not just one huge volume. There's a number of different ones that he has. Which one are you talking about, brother? This is the one. Uh, let's see. Did I bring it home? I did not bring it home. I did not bring it home, verse. So I can't say specifically which one this is, but it's the big, thick, white hard copy. I got you. I got one. you. Yep, okay. Yep. But frame says this. So we're talking about. The Imago Dei, which is Latin for image of God, we're talking about the Imago Dei being both individual and unique to each of us. Mm-hmm. Frame says this. He says, God sees each of us not as a loose collection of faculties and abilities, but as a whole person. God sees each of us not as a loose collection of faculties and abilities, but as a, but as a whole person mm-hmm. acting from the heart, a heart consecrated to sin or to righteousness. Mm-hmm. So even frame frame is augmenting or acknowledging what both Henry has said in his commentary and what Christ has said and established, excuse me, in scripture in the new Testament in Matthew 22. Now, to build on that, listen to what John MacArthur says. MacArthur says this in his book, Think Thinking, uh, Think Biblically, Recovering a Christian Worldview. So we're talking about worldview, right? MacArthur says this in Think Biblically, Recovering a Christian Worldview. He says this. He says the Christian mind should be a repository of God's revealed truth. It should not fear, quake, waver compromise or bend in the face of opposing ideas or seemingly superior arguments. That's good. Now, the point I'm making here is this, is that each of us being created in the image of God, in that creation and in that bearing of God's image, as we read and cited Christ in Matthew 22, 37, each of us has a mind. The reason a mind is a terrible thing to waste is because it is an attribute of the image of God in us. Amen. We have a mind to use and employ and apply individually, Mm. not tribally, Mm -hmm. not collectively. That's why I'm, I'm citing all these uh, uh, individuals. And that's why I believe this whole issue about Kanye West is not about Kanye West. It is about what does it mean in the context of the vitriolic response that Kanye West has received? Mm -hmm. What does it mean to have individuals come out and declare that he has no right to think the way he does? Right. Because the way you think, 
doesn't align or agree with the way I think. And that's the only reason they're attacking him. It, it's a, it's an appeal to the collective. It, it's a, it's an, it's an appeal to, to, you know, the, the, the masses who've made a, a collective decision about, about the, the narrative of life, right? The narrative, especially of black life. Right. Uh, and, and how, how it's to be articulated, responded to and the like, if you get out of step, man, the vitriol, like to the point you made earlier, the vitriol is un. Be unbelievable um, to, to, to the degree that 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 the, that the racial epithets that that we would hear or, or would believe to be heard from others of a different, you know, ethnicity than ours are actually what's heard from those who are of the same ethnicity right. as ours. You get called coon and, you know, right. jungle bunny and all, all kinds right. of, you know, ki- all, all kinds of, you know, just just racial ridiculousness. Right. Uh, by 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 others because you uh, you stepped outside of the bounds. Yeah, and see here here's the thing. It's like I've said before, and I'll say it again. I've never been called coon by a white person. Right. I've been called coon multiple times, and it's always by people who look like me. Right. But see, here's the this. It sort of comes. It's it's iron. It's ironic, if not. It's interesting, rather, if not ironic. I think there's some irony here in that the fact that the the ethnic epithets that are thrown at me being from people who look like me is evidence that the attitudes, the sinful attitudes that birth that kind of uh, language, that kind of attack has nothing to do with your skin color. Right. Right. That comes from the inside. That comes right. from who you are. Right. That comes from who you are. It's like Jesus said in Mark chapter 7. It is from within. It's the things that come out of us from within yes. that defile us, mm-hmm. you see. But the, the thing that frustrates me about this whole Kanye West state, a seven-word tweet, again, just seven words, is that Black people are the only ethnic population in America that is expected to be monolithic, not only in how they think, but how they vote, mm-hmm. how they talk, mm-hmm. and pretty much every aspect of their daily life is, is, is expected to be tribal. Right. It's expected to be along a collectivist paradigm mm-hmm. which is totally against the imago day i was yes. thinking verge as we were approaching this podcast tonight you know isn't it interesting how in the creation account adam named every animal mm-hmm. with a distinct name he didn't call a horse a dog right he didn't call a dog a bird he didn't call you know, a bear, a giraffe. Mm-hmm. You and I as human beings, when we were born, if your parents didn't have a name picked out already, probably the first thing they did was name you. Right. They named you. You're not just brown boy. <laughs> right. I've been called a lot worse, but that's all good. Right. <laughs> Go to right. the club, man. 
right. You, you're right. not just you're not just well, he's a brown boy. Right. No. You have a name. Your name is Virgil Walker. Mm-hmm. Why do you have a name, Virg? Well, I'm, one I'm reason you have a name, yeah, you're an individual. And that mm-hmm. is to that is so that that is to uh consider you distinct mm-hmm. from every other Everybody individual. Else, yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, your name isn't unique. No. But you are. Yes. You are unique. Mm-hmm. And part of us being created in the image of God, it's like Jesus said back in Matthew 22, your heart, your soul, your mind. My mind is not Virgil Walker's mind. Right. Virgil Walker's mind is not Daryl Harrison's mind. Mm-hmm. Kanye West's mind is not the mind of those 1.6 million Twitter followers who say, no, I need to unfollow him because I, he disagrees with me. Right. But black people are the only ethnic group who think that way. Yeah. This reminds me, man, of the podcast we did on a biblical theology of soul food. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. You know what gave birth to that? Well, oh yeah, I remember that. I remember same, it was it was something you posted, right? Same th- same thing Kanye is going through right now. <laughs> For I, folks who are listening to us right now, if you've not had a chance to go listen to that episode, a biblical theology of soul food, please go listen to that. We go into the backstory of how that podcast subject came to be, but just real quick, we did that episode out of a an unbelievable reaction yeah. to a post I made on Facebook where within that post, which was a larger post de- dealing with additional subject matter, I happened to mention that I don't like soul food. Yeah. I had close to 400 responses, mm-hmm. not to the, not to the broader context of the post, but to that line, mm-hmm. those words within a larger post, over 400 responses of people that couldn't believe that I don't like soul food. And yeah. the reason it shocked them, number one, because I'm black and no black person is to not supposed to like soul food. Right, right, right. And number two, I'm from the South. No Southern black person, especially, is not supposed to like soul food. Yeah, I, I, I actually kind of went with the with the you're from the South piece. I it, being black didn't have anything to do. I was like, that brother's from Atlanta, man. He's gotta like soul food. The people don't understand. Atlanta's a very cosmopolitan yeah. city. Yes, it is. There aren't many natives here. Uh, most of the folks here are from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I go into the, in that episode, I go into my experience as to why my reasons rather as to why I don't like soul food, but I got a similar reaction. Yes, you did. To that comment to what Kanye is experiencing here. Yes, you did. That's episode 16. So if you go back okay. and take a listen, check, check, definitely check that out. I, I absolutely recall that. And truth be told, man, as I as I kind of watched this whole thing unfold with Kanye, uh, my thought was, you know, w- welcome to the dark side. I mean, we, exactly. you, you, you and you and I've been dealing with yeah. this kind of thing for yeah. who, who knows how yeah. he he he's a Johnny come lately to the yeah. scene. I, mean, I said that I, I said that on Twitter, too. I said yeah. that that day. 
I said that on April 21st, the day this, uh, you know, Twitter getting Twitter getting broke. I said that I said, Kanye's late to this party. (laughs) Right. I said, the only thing, the only difference is that, you know, you and I verge, we don't have almost 30 million Twitter followers. Right, right, right. So when we talk about the, um, man, how do I want to say this? The travails of being black and conservative, mm-hmm. let alone voicing and expressing black conservative thought. Mm-hmm. You know, when we talk about the travails of that, nobody cares because we don't have 30 million Twitter followers. We don't have our own clothing brand. Right. We're not music producers that works with some of the biggest artists out there right now. We're not married to Kim Kardashian. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, you're right. Listen, this is daily, and I'm not exaggerating. Like I said, follow my Twitter timeline on mm-hmm. any day. Yeah. This is daily. You're not you're not even you're not even Candace Owens. She's a Johnny come lately. I mean, I I'm not no shade on Candace Owens. Right. I, I think she's doing great work. I think I, I'm I'm excited about the fact and truth be told, you want to talk about somebody that finally got woke. That that's this is what woke should look right. like, right? Right. That's <laughs> what woke should look like. That's what woke should look like. Now, now I'm I'm woke from the tribe into an individual thought process, right? Right. I'm 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 embracing the fact that I'm an image bearer of God who has unique thoughts and 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 values and and, and understand the worth of a human being creating the image of God and I'm going to I'm going to be declarative about that even in the face of of tremendous opposition. She's finally woke. Uh she she finally got freed and and now she's she's got a platform that she's built and good for her. Uh, right. For doing that, but but again, this is this, this you know I'm I'm not I'm not new to this. You're not new to this. We've been at this mm-hmm. for for a while. Oh yeah, this is like the saying goes, right? This is not our first rodeo. No, you know, and uh, you, you, the the thing is, I think the uh, because God, His attributes are just absolutely unfathomable. Mm-hmm. So I use this adjective because I can't think of another one to apply. But the genius of God. Isn't it amazing, Verge, that especially within the so-called black community, and I say so-called because I don't even buy into that right. uh, that term, uh, I don't have anything in community with anyone that I don't have uh, an ideological commonality with, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, so just because your hue of melanin might be similar to mine, mm don't assume that I'm in community with you about anything. Right. But I think the genius of God is that he created us in such a multifaceted way that in his diversity and creating us to be so diverse. And I don't mean just ethnically. I mean, from the standpoint of the fact that we can apply our minds independently to develop our own view of the world. Yeah. And the, and the, the, the various aspects of the world as we live in this world. So for mm-hmm. instance, you take, um, you take Asians, Italians, Hispanics, you can pretty much take any other ethnicity and it's perfectly fine for individuals who mm-hmm. make up that particular ethnicity mm-hmm. to express themselves independently. 
Yeah, it's good. Nobody. Th- there is no nobody. Listen, I will. I will argue anyone on this point. Asians are not under the uh, uh, perception that they are to vote as a collective. Right. That they are to think as a collective. Mm-hmm. Hispanics are not held to that standard. Mm-mm. Italians are not held to that standard. But for some reason, black people hold one another to that standard. And when you break ideologically from that sort of uh, tribalist, uh, uh, that sort of tribalist expectation mm-hmm. that's based solely on the fact that we have a common skin color. Right. It's unbelievable. Black mm-hmm. people are the only people who do that. Yeah. No other ethnic group does that. Not that I'm aware of. So you take, uh, let's take politics just for example. How can any black person think that it's healthy politically to vote election cycle after election cycle after election cycle after election cycle after election cycle cycle for the same political party and call that power and call that power? How do you do that? You, I mean, it's so much so now, it's so bad now that that one particular party, they, they're they guaranteed 96%. Now, think about this, Verge. Think about how a political party, yeah, it's like making a deposit in the bank. Mm-hmm. It's like an annuity. It's a political annuity. Mm-hmm. Only it comes every two and four years instead of every year. Yeah. So during the midterms, you can put it in the bank. You got 96% of the black vote in yeah. the bank. Yeah. Every four years of presidential election, 96% in the bank. That's money. Mm-hmm. How can, how can that possibly be perceived as power? No. So the only, the, the only effort they actually spend addressing issues is, is rallying up that base to get them angry enough to come out. Right. They really don't have to appeal to any of the issues. No that they're facing because they recognize that they don't dare step outside of the tribe for fear of being considered another, another ethnic group. Right. You know, you know I, I was, I, I posted that image of, of, of uh, Snoop Dogg who had, had taken Kanye done a Photoshop uh, and, and made him white. Uh, you know, and, and I'm, I'm thinking who, who does that? Who, uh, again, who, why would you do that? And if, and if the reverse w- were to happen, if, if a white candidate who had espoused social issues or social programs that affected in a positive way a specific ethnic community in this in this instance let's say blacks and he had by someone else white been painted in blackface mm-hmm. th- there it, it, the game would be over no we'd be it, dude we'd be nuking people now absolutely it would be over it would be absolutely over for that individual, uh, and especially if they were in any kind of high profile, you know, or in any any aspect of, of popular of, of pop culture. And uh, that's not the that's not the the, the the same standard is not used for right. for someone like Snoop. Right. So Kanye, in expressing his own mind, his own God given mind. OK. All of a sudden. 
He's ostracized from the tribe. Mm-hmm. He's not black anymore. Black culturally speaking. He's not black anymore. That's why Snoop Dogg comes out with the white face Photoshop of Kanye West. Now, again, we're talking about human beings being created in the image of God. And in one reflection of that is that we have a mind. Mm. Now we don't always apply our mind in righteousness and holiness and truth. We're, We're still sinners. We're still dealing with this corrupt fleshly sinful nature, even in our regenerate state, we will never be fully perfect in our mind and in our heart and in our soul until we're fully glorified when we're in heaven with Christ himself. Mm. Okay. So we understand I'm, I'm sort of, let's put that asterisk out there, but here's the thing. We need to be able to accept the fact. Hey, that's, that's Kanye. That's how God has wired him. Right. Right. Who am I to usurp God's creative authority, his Mm. sovereign authority, his providential authority in wiring this man the way he has. Mm. And to go all tribal on him as if to say he has an obligation to me just because we share a similar shade of melanin. Right. As if he owes me something. This man should be just as free to express himself as his critics are in expressing themselves. Yes. But he's not as free. Mm -hmm. He's not. They're still holding this guy captive to ideological slavery. And then they're calling that slavery. That that's the irony of this. They're the ones holding him in ideological slavery, yes. and then they're call they're calling him a slave. Yes, for daring to think in ways that are different than what his critics, his slave, his ideological slaveholders <laughs> are holding him to. You and know, that's, you what, that's what they are. Listen, you know you're going to get in trouble for I that. I know that, man. I know that. <laughs> I know that. I know that. I'm, I'm used to it. Now, I heard you. I, I said, okay, he hasn't said it once. Okay. And now he done, he done put it out there twice. Okay. It's, it's, it's a wrap. It's that, that'll, that'll be the quote. That'll be the quote from this show. I'm telling you. Ideological slavery. His captives, are the, 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 those who are running the tribe are trying to hold Kanye in ideological slavery. Right. That will be the quote from this particular podcast. Right. Because that's what they're doing. Yes. That's what they, that's what, that's what's happened to you and us. You and I for years. Yes. I mean, like, like you said, Kanye's new to this. Yes. Dude, th- this is this is daily for me and you. Yeah. This is daily. Yeah, and it goes back years. It's amazing how, especially on Twitter, and you, you've probably seen this in, in my timeline on, on, on one day or another, perhaps even today, where when, when I say something, just using myself for any, as an example, mm-hmm. when I say something, and it's out there, especially for more social justice conscious Christians to see. <laughs> I'm always asked to explain myself. Right. Well, explain yourself. Um, I, I, I had a brother uh, respond to a tweet I sent today. He says, 
Well, none of the theologians, I don't know who you're reading, brother, but none of the theologians I read and talk to feel that way. Hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, so your silo is supposed to represent everybody. Right. You know, I'm like, you and I don't even follow each other on Twitter. Isn't that interesting? So how can you even use your own experience as if it's supposed to delegitimize what I said? Mm. You and I don't even run in the same circles, circles, brothers. Yeah. So, you know, that's all I had to say, but I didn't even respond to that, but I just kind of yeah. thought that to myself. But yeah. that's just an example, again, of the standard to which independent black thinkers, you don't even have to be conservative. You can just be an independent thinker. Right. Independent black thinkers who happen to just, we just don't see Mm-mm. this particular issue the same way you do. Right. Now we're both going to heaven, bro. <laughs> Is it really that big That's a deal serious. to draw yeah. a line in the sand over this? Yeah, yeah, it's not worth it. It's man, not is worth we, calling somebody out? Not, not at all, man. As we as we wrap up our our time, man, uh, I'm 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 amazed by what I'm hearing, by what I'm seeing. I, I, I again, I'm excited about the fact that that we're continuing uh, to do what we do. We're continuing uh, to to cover the issues that matter, the issues that folks need to know about applying biblical truth to social, cultural, and political and theological issues uh, in our world as we do on the podcast, man. Any last thoughts as we wrap up tonight? Now, no last thoughts. I just want to give a big shout out to our listeners, man. We love y'all. I mean, we really do. We pray for y'all. We really appreciate you making time to listen to the podcast and taking time out of your day to listen and support us. So uh, thank you. That's all I want to say. But just thank you, Charles. We appreciate you. Absolutely. I appreciate you all. Check back in with us next week for another edition of the Just Thinking Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to Just Thinking, a podcast brought to you by the Bar Podcast Network. You can find all of Just Thinking episodes at www.thebarpodcast.com. Tune in next week to another edition of Just Thinking. And remember... Let's think.